if one life doesn't matter because it's a tr- an individual who's transgender, an individual who's Latinx, if it's an individual who's a person of color, or if Asian. it's a person who's Asian, if oh those gosh. lives don't matter, then none of us matter. If we cannot value human life at any stage in any form, then you cannot say truthfully, you cannot say all lives matter. Hey, Gary. Yes. Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. to our show queer a wonderful podcast focused on all the conundrums of our queer beautiful community from history to fiction everything in between that is what this podcast is here and you get to just hear our random rants and we basically take your questions our questions and throw them into this podcast it's freaking fantastic so welcome to our show i'm your host holly graystone and I'm your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorne Jr. Yes, you are. And you are recording remotely. So uh, if we do get any weird audio changes, please forgive us. Gary, hey, how are you? How so are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, more importantly, Holly, yeah. what you've been doing this week? Well, this week, um, my mother-in-law is in town. And she's been, she's going to stay with us for a couple of weeks. And while we're here, she's, she's got the get shit done spirit in her. And she's like, so like every day and every night. So what are we going to work on today? So what are we going to do today? So what are we going to, you know, build today? So I have had a project on my to-do list, which is to build a microwave cabinet above a coffee, like countertop. Like I'm trying to create some sort of coffee countertop. And I been putting it off because it's just a lot of work. You have to take have to take a lot of things apart. And anyway, anyway, so I decided that uh, that would be a great two person job to do. So the last couple of days we've been we built a box and we painted said box. It's square and it's beautiful. And now we are taking that and we're going to attach it to the bottom of some cabinets and stick a microwave in it. And that should have been done today. However, my heartstrings and my soul were pulled away from it temporarily. The local building supply center here has been giving out my phone number to people who say, hey, I need help with X. I need help with Y. I need help with whatever. Do you know anybody? And they're like, yeah, I know someone named Holly. Here's Holly's phone number. Call Holly. And so I've been getting phone calls from people 80 and up who live by themselves and need help putting a light bulb in or mowing their lawn or cleaning their house. So I got a call from this Philippine woman whose son was flying in to see her to help her with some medical paperwork. And she wanted her house to look a certain way before he arrived. And it was like two hours from the point that she had called me. She's like, he's going to be here in two hours. I'm like, shh. 
<laughs> I'm in the middle of a project, literally in the middle of a project. I got my stuff splayed out in the front yard right now, working on this painting job. And she's like, I need help. And I just, I felt for her. My heart felt for her. I was like, you know what? I'm on my way. I'll be right there. I get there. She needed, right. She needed help with her yard. She needed me. She, she wanted me to plant plants, hand pull weeds and weed whack. And I was like, well, pulling weeds and the high, you know, high sunrise is not a good idea because the roots are tightly bound and it just, it's extra work. And you don't want to pay me for that because it's going to, I won't get very far. I could weed whack and destroy everything for you. And then that will at least get you, you know, what you're looking for right now, which is a yard that looks somewhat nice. And then I will give you contact numbers for some people that I trust that could take care of your yard. And she's like, okay. And then I got like a life story, her, all of her children's name, where they were married, when she was married, where she was married, when her husband passed. I, I mean, everything that can steal this woman's identity, like just way too much information. Of course, I didn't keep any of that info in my head because I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. It was supposed uh, to be just two hours, sense. right? It was supposed to be there only for two hours. It was there for almost four hours because she, like many of us during COVID or kind of feel it isolated. And she had everything to say. She had a lot of things to say. And so I patiently listened. And then I was like, what do you want me to do? She's like, uh, can you weed whack? And I'm like, sure. She didn't know where the weed whacker was. She didn't know where the oil was. She doesn't even know when the last time it ran. So I had to go and get gas and oil, make sure it's the right mixture for the model that I was using, fix it, get it up and running, and then do the yard work. And she... She's like, well, how much do you charge an hour? And I was like, well, my my going rate right now is $45 an hour. However, I will weed whack your yard for $20 an hour, and it should take me about two hours, about $40. Um, But because of all of the things and the fact that I had another meeting I had to get to, I didn't get the full two hours done. But I did get the I did get yeah. all the weed whacking done. I did not plant her plants that do not belong in our in our zone. They will die. She brought them back from a tropical zone and wants oh. to plant them up here. And I'm like, the first freezing temperature we get, those plants are dead. Oh, God. And I, as a botanist, did not have the heart to tell her that information. I was like, uh, oh, good. I said, no, please don't be I'm not gonna. That's this. not my job. That is not yeah, my I've... job. Her son showed up an hour and a half early and he's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, hey, uh, you might want to talk to your mom about how much information she gives out because I, I'm pretty sure she gave me enough information to like steal her identity. She's super sweet. And I think she just is really lonely and had a lot of things to say. So Holly, uh, what's her name? Uh, her name is Des and she's a very sweet, sweet woman. I wish I could just like oh, put her in my pocket and keep her so sweet. Oh, okay. So what she has completely replaced your mother. Oh, <laughs> no, she's not. No, uh, but close, pretty darn close. I definitely okay. put her in the mom category of, of humans to collect. She's okay. she's super cool. Uh, so I helped her out. I did not finish my project here at the house, but we'll we'll tackle it tomorrow. So. OK, but here, that's sweet of you to do that. Here's the though. funny thing. The funniest thing that happened with all of that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. She's telling me about her son that lives in the area. He's tall. He's gorgeous. Oh, no. He owns his own business. Yeah. Owns his own business. Did I mention he was tall and he's gorgeous? Yes. And that he's been divorced three times. Yes. You've also mentioned that too. So I, I get there. This, this is just a phone call. 
I get there and she starts it again. And she's like, so are you married? As she locks the front door and turns to me. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I am. And she's like, oh, what does he do? And I'm like, well, she works for the school district. Oh, that's okay. So if he's tall and handsome, you gave him my number, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But her response is just like, that's okay. And I'm like, what, that they work for the school district or that they're not a husband, but a wife. Like it just, there was that awkward moment there. And then she's like, oh, my granddaughter's one of those. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) is she one of those in the, one of those in the family? Wink, wink. And she just kind of laughed and she's, she didn't say to you, do you know her? (laughs) (laughs) That would have been terrible. And but I think for her, she was struggling to find the LBGTQ. I think she was trying to find those words because a few seconds later, she was like, yeah, yeah. my granddaughter, the one who's LBGT or whatever that is. And I was like, yeah, that's probably where the struggle was, was just trying to remember the alphabet. That's that she got that far in, honestly. Honestly, yeah. For an 85-year-old woman whose culture yeah. probably at, during her time frame wasn't widely accepting of that. Again, I don't know. I did not know the Filipino. Well, thank God she, if, that's, if she's 85, thank God she used what her code would have used for those terminologies. So. And we're going to try that one more time. Gary, take two. Uh, so we, I have to say that it's good that at least if she's 85 years old, that she didn't use the terminology that her culture would have used. 85 years ago. You got to give her credit for that. Absolutely. She's updated her terminology. She's kind of aware, which is, I thought was fantastic. And I honestly had no genuine fear or concern from her that she would judge me. I'm honestly, I would have just walked away if she did. Uh, My fear and concern actually came when she, she took me to the backyard to kind of show me what she needed, needed done. And I found three butcher knives in the yard, like just in various random locations in the yard as I was working. Plus she had a butcher knife at the front door before I entered in, which should have been my first clue. Um, (laughs) Just super, like super sketch. It wasn't until an hour after I left that I realized after I had a conversation with um, Des's mom, she's like, that's actually a pretty common gardening tool for the Filipinos is they would use a type of machete for gardening. And, and honestly thinking about it. Yeah. The butcher knife is really good resemblance to a but to a to a machete and it is an effective gardening tool for a lot of things so it makes sense but like me the safety osha person wants to go out and get her a proper gardening tool that has like a blade on one side a serrated edge on another a weed puller on the, like a multi-tool that she could carry around because i think in my head i'm like oh she's gonna get hurt i mean she's been doing this longer than i've been alive She's fine, but my instincts are want to take care of her. And she's not even my mother. I'm like, what can I do? I need to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, I get that. You know, I I get where you're coming from, but you know, I'm also going to say that if she, you know, I'm going to guess at 85, she's survived everything. I think she's doing okay. Honestly, honestly. I mean, she's working through some health complications right now, thus me being called in to help. Um, but she is resourceful. I mean, she found my number out of nowhere. She found me. So she's, she knows to make phone calls and ask for help. And, and she locked the door 
before she started talking about her son to keep you there. So, I mean, yes, actually, she say, you know, <laughs> she told me after the question, she says, oh, just so you know, I locked the front door because I'm walking out the back door and I don't want somebody to walk in the front door while I'm out, out the back door. Well, see, and so that actually makes sense. So she's a smart. She's person. very so aware. She's very aware of her, of her surroundings. And, and honestly, the amount of knives I found in the yard, she probably has that in spades inside the house. I would oh, not yeah. want to F with her. I'm like, nope, you win. You win. You know, it could be like, it's like a kill bill scenario. Oh, uh, yeah. She's, you know, so you don't know. Yeah. So you don't, yeah. No, no fucking with grandma. No fuck know, with grandma. Idea, right. So. Yeah. so sweet. So, so sweet. Anyway. So that's, I mean, that's basically what I've been up to this last week. What about you? What do you, I know you're traveling, which is why we're having a little bit of a, a sound, yeah, sound so, issue, but yes. I know, it's, but the, the cool part, keep in mind that, you know, I'm sorry, listeners, just this, this is going to be a difficult one to get through. But uh, our next stuff we do, I, we're Holly and I will be in the same room because I'm traveling to <laughs> Washington. Yep. Right now, I'm in Bellevue visiting Dean's sister and brother-in-law, and okay. um, I'm very upset that I actually had to leave in the middle of a Yahtzee game to come do this. <laughs> I feel so good for you folks to get to talk to you that I did this for for, for all of our listeners and for and for Holly. So, uh, <laughs> wow! Did you? See, I, that, I heard the struggle so. in that last part. <laughs> Um, and wow, I'll tell you what, plane rides are cheap right now. And so, and I do want to tell everybody the only reason that Dean and I are traveling is that we've both been fully vaccinated. Uh, both of Dean's, uh, sister and brother-in-law have been fully vaccinated when we go to visit in, in Pullman, where we visit Holly and Desiree and a bunch of other of our friends. Oh, and I need to say Char, 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 love you. Just because I didn't, we, I think it's one of the few friends' names we didn't mention at the last podcast. <laughs> so, well, we're all we're me. all pretty much vaccinated over here, and yeah. or we've been pretty well isolated. Now, I don't say all of us in terms of the college students; they're questionable subspecies oh, of the human species right now. But you know, whatever. We love you guys, yeah, but so. you guys are being a little ridiculous. Yeah, so it's something that, so um, like say when we get together for coffee on Saturday morning, every person that's coming, um, including, by the way, Kelly and Tiffany will be coming. Oh um, my gosh, I haven't told you this, Gary. Yeah. I can't come. Why not? I have a I have a PMP training that morning. I thought, and so you and Desiree are both not going to be there, what you're telling me. I don't you're know right about Des. Show. I think Des will be there, but I won't be there. Oh. Okay, I thought she said she couldn't make it. Oh, maybe she was thinking that was a school a day of school. Okay, well, you know, honestly, that of all the people I have to miss, even though that's going to hurt, I'm going to see you because we all the time. We're, I talk to you more than most people I do in Gunnison. So I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, and we'll see each other plenty of other times. Oh yes, absolutely. So, anyway, um, so you're so, on your way here. Yeah, we're. Um, and I'm in Bellevue right now, and I'll be coming to uh, Spokane on the 14th. And you, wonderful person, unless you get so busy you forget about us. Oh, shoot. I'm supposed up. to pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> now, if that's a true, if you're saying, oh, crap, I forgot that. I got something on. Remind me. And I got our friend Tracy as a backup who will come pick us up. So I've already got this all worked out. So. I, I I am a little hurt that you have a backup. <laughs> I'm just saying. I gave you first shot because, you know, 
I thought, you know, we're. I want you to know I've already washed and vacuumed out my car. Oh, wow. God, we're we're not that special. Keep it in mind. (laughs) Oh, honey, I do this for all my Lyft drivers or my Lyft rides. I'm just, you don't feel special. You're fine. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to leave you a tip just to understand. I'm just, uh, that, you know, I might give you a bad Yahoo review. We'll see how it all goes. I just want, yes. uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, cause I heard you're not going to give me a kiss, you know, so that I'm very hurt by this whole process now. <laughs> you don't know. Anyway. Anyway. anyway no. so, so Yeah. So we're heading there and uh-huh. um, I'm excited to see all of you, but mainly, mainly I'm excited to see my grandsons who, there's one of them I've never met yet. So I'm all excited to see all three of my gorgeous grandsons. And so that that's, you know, yeah, daughters are great. Yeah. Love you, Lene, Lily, but I get to see my grandson. Uh, thank I'm you for bringing them. forth the next generation is essentially yeah. <laughs> all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's what I'm doing. And um, that's, it, that's been that. And so right on. our podcast is going to be, this is a good experiment. It'll be, the, you know, at some point, because we both do lead busy lives, and we want to keep this going. Absolutely. We'll, we're going to have to, you know, it's, it's all going to, it's going to happen one way or the other. And right. You know, and and we're going to, we're incorporating as much help as possible, volunteers that want to be a part of it that are helping us yeah. put things together. And there's some future things coming down the pipeline, which I'm super excited about. But before we go into all that cool stuff, Gary, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to talk about the fact that about transsexuals being banned from sports and all the things going on in the human rights area right now. So, you know, this is going to be a great topic. (laughs) It's an important topic, but it pisses me off. I'm just, I'm fired up right now. And I have to say that once we started looking into it, uh, some of the things, articles that we were looking into have already been taken down. So we're finding out that yeah. maybe they didn't have all the research that they're which supposed is, to have. So. Right, which is actually fantastic, right? We should always uh-huh. do fact check. We should always ask yeah. the questions. And more importantly, when we start to see hatred rear its ugly head and in, in, in these news articles and conversations that are happening online, people, us, need to say something and that's what's happened basically we've had we've had news articles and and tweets and instagram things being sent out and we're like oh this is bullshit and then within a matter of a couple of days it's been shut down like oh that's gone yeah, it's gone so. like you can't even like one article in particular that gary tagged me in and said hey this is what we're going to talk about it's not even a link that's active anymore yeah i know it's like when what that what the fuck happened to this because i take you and several other people and it's just it's gone, gone. And that's a lot of that comes down to the responsibility of the platform. So Twitter is managing more responsibly as an organization should. They're managing false information much better. Not perfect by any means, um, but they manage it a lot, a lot more efficient. And then companies in general, when they find out that they did bad or something doesn't track anymore, they are they're getting pretty quick about pulling that stuff down. Because we, the people, have been speaking up over here and pushing back. And that's generations of efforts that have brought us to that point. It's, it's very, very true. And we're at the point now where, um, it's funny, I was just talking about this with, uh, with Jen and Steve uh, leading you know, into, this, uh, uh, into this podcast, explaining that how important this is. And we actually got in a nice, healthy debate about it, you know, about 
well, why, why is this such an important cause to, to go after? And why are you so strong about it? And, and, you know, and it's actually sort of good because it made me really cement my feelings on the matter about. Which is so good, right? Yeah. He, as like, we have great ideas as humans. And if we can just have those open and honest conversations and, and friendly debate about things, we're able to solidify and really question our own thinking on things and sometimes reevaluate them, but also help other people reevaluate theirs. That's what we're supposed to do. And yeah. I love that you're. Also, can you just after this podcast tell them I love them and miss them? I will do that. Thank and they you. actually surprisingly, because you're such a you know such a delicate little flower who hardly speaks up, they remembered you. I, I don't know how that worked. <laughs> that would it, yeah. <laughs> I, I have many responses to that. Um, one being not surprised. I there's so yeah. many people from the last 12, 15 years are like. Oh yeah, I remember you. You were my teacher. Or yeah, I remember you. You're the rug- rugby coach. Oh yeah, I remember you. You were the basketball player that did this. And I'm like, or, I oh yeah, I remember you. You fixed my chair. That's what you did for Jen and Steve, I did so. fix their. I did fix their chair. <laughs> I did. I I really should just walk around with power tools and just a tool belt in general because I'm a tinkerer. I'm like, oh, I could fix that if I had the right tool. It'll take me two seconds. Done. Well, and so all this is great thing that in talking about all this stuff, um, well, this all started with the, the tweet that we're talking about was a, and it was an article and everything that talked about banning sports in Washington state. And right. that has just completely, we can't find that. We cannot find anything on that anymore. And I did, a, I did a search. I, you know, I did a search even through my history right? and I found, I found where the tweet came from. But it doesn't, you know, there's nothing that exists. Is this the Washington state one or is this another one? No, this is the Washington state one. So, so it's, it was a a tweet done by Brad Kipler, who in 2020, he tried, he had, this is a, this is an old hat that they played out in 2021, but in 2020 they had, he had proposed a bill that restricts transgender athletes, specifically girls. Yes. To girls, all the stuff is about girls. It's all about girls and prohibiting girls uh, to make it fair for the non-transgender girls. mm, We will get to that in just a moment. But anyway, (laughs) this human decided it was appropriate uh, to to propose this bill. And my guess is he probably got a lot lot of shit. Because Washington is one of the first states that gave rights to the LBGT community to get married. And it's one of the safer places for the LBG. So I have to say that actually Washington state is the only state in the entire union that actually voted it in. Everything else, Every, any yep. other state, including Vermont, which was before us, it was a state, the state itself decided to do it. It wasn't, we are the only state that actually, I say we because I, I you were pre- you were Washingtonian. Is that it's the only state that actually our people voted it in, saying right. no, you need to get. And I think it was like there. a seventy-eight percent no, vote. It was no, no, it was. I, I don't mean to disagree. No, I, I, I'm asking. No, it was. It was. It was really close. I mean, it was like a fifty-four. Was we, it? We oh, barely, okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, we we barely it barely passed. But okay, we passed. That's the big thing. So, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so that was, and so that's in, so in all the stuff that we're originally going to get this whole, 
irate stuff. And there is like that jerk. And you say his name again, please. Brad Kilper? Kilper. Yeah. So I, in researching him, I found a lot of shit. And so I made sure to block him from our Quernendum Twitter account. Oh, Because he was, he was following us. And, um, and so he has been blocked from our account. And I just blocked him from my account too, because I didn't want to be yeah, sure. I didn't want him to... And I, I think that's smart because one, I want to protect any of our listeners that engage exactly. on our social media accounts. If they want to engage with them, they personally can go ahead and do that. But I think it's important and a big effort that we make on our part here at Cornundrum is that conversations that we have are anonymous. We don't share information and we certainly do not want to create a, a place where hatred can breed and we'll shut it down no. to protect, protect I, you guys. I think- so. I think what we want to say on this part is that we're more than happy to have a healthy debate. I think if you look at the one Facebook post that yeah. I had John Cates, who I was trying to do, I, you know, let him have a healthy debate. I thought I was nice at one point and said, okay, we get you where you're feeling. It's now time to stop. And he kept going. And so I finally, right. And, I, and he could have just know, left his, left it alone, but he did turn it yeah, a lot. He, kept, oh, he, yeah. kept, he made it a lot more hateful than necessary. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I think we're all for debate. You know, you and I love to debate. Oh, but, I, I yeah. want to hear people's sides. I really yes. want to understand it, but I also want to be heard as well. I'm not looking to have either one of us change our minds. I just want to hear and understand. If we happen oh, yeah. to result in a mind, our minds developing, great. So what I think is really cool, and all this, so what it's getting down to is really saying is that we're all ready to go off on all these states, in particular, wonderful Washington state, which we found out it's all a bunch of shit that we're honestly finding out a lot of these bills there are bills being put up to ban transsexual women girls uh from competing in women's sports and girls sports in high school right but we're finding out yes they're doing it but they're not none of them are passing there aren't enough people to to say oh no this is going to happen um, people Which is are, fantastic. And that's because yeah. we, we, the people here in the United States, I don't know how it is in other countries. And, and my heart goes out to those who are fighting the fight. Um, but it, that goes out to all of us speaking up. That's utilizing our social media accounts. That's use, utilizing our tools and resources in any format that we have to say, no, we don't, this is not representative of the people that our representatives are supposed to be reflecting. They can have their own personal views, but it's their job is to serve the people of their district, their city, their state, their country. Well, and so at this point, I do want to, so it's, I'm just, you know, I think that you and I will agree, and I think probably most relishers will agree that our President Biden is such a wonderful breath of fresh air compared to what we had. Compared. Before. He's not perfect, but no, compared and, to the... Yeah. Uh, KKK racist Confederate president of the past. Yes. Biden is definitely a much better president. I think he's got a, a better team surrounding him. I think there's more, I think there's more ethics. Diverse. It's more diverse, but there's more ethics. There's more yeah. principle behind that. Again, I don't think he's like the perfect. I don't think you're ever going to no. have the perfect president. But I think he is definitely uh, moving us in the right direction. He's undone and, a lot of shit that Trump did during their presidency, which well, go ahead. And what I think we should both say at this point is, I think it's true for both of us. We don't need to say who we originally wanted, 
he was not our first choice for the Democratic nominee. He wasn't. You know, and he would have been like third, fourth, or fifth on the list for me. But right now, and I still think the people, the person who I wanted would have done an amazing job. And mm-hmm. But he's doing what needs to be done right now, and so i got to give him respect for that. Absolutely. Uh, and then Vice President Harris, when she becomes president the next four years. Absolutely. Yeah. Eight years, it's going to be even better. Again, not so. a perfect human, but I, w- I think she can get a lot of shit done, too. And I, so, she has my support. Uh, so but I want to, I, I do want to take this back into that conversation just a little bit more. You know how we talked about Caitlyn Jenner? Oh, yeah. okay. God, look, I, you re- I don't really remember that. Do you you don't, you don't remember that? Memory? Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is an Olympic gold medalist who, who oh, was widely yeah. recognized for their talents. Right. And yes. it has, they completely understand the struggle of getting into the Olympics and performing in, and excelling in those, in those arenas. Right. I, I, I also would like to remind everybody, if you remember the, the human rights uh, movement for women's rights to vote and to work and to do, to have taxes and own land that we, we women. Now I say that in terms of the generations prior to me had to fight for those rights. So you have these two things that are going on, right. In our, in our, on our evolution of, of the United States, women didn't have rights. We were actually treated, treated pretty shittily over here. And did you, did you know that women weren't able to get their own loan or credit card without, without a man a husband until 1972, 19, right? There's, so there's been a lot of struggle for women's rights. And then on, then you add on top of that women's rights in sports. Then you add on top of that, Caitlyn Jenner, who is a transgender woman, who is a woman. Okay, I I really want to. I want to clarify for everybody listening: when we say women's rights, we're talking about all women, and that includes women of color, women of different religions, women of different heights, women of disabilities, women who are transgender. Women who might who who are any alphabet of the of the LBGTQ women. There is no distinction between that. It's like saying, "Well, all dogs have four legs, including pit bulls." Well, pit bulls are dogs too, so why would you exclude them? That kind of language is putting an emphasis and a negative emphasis on a subgroup of our community, and that needs to stop which is the crux of where I'm kind of go into this conversation as we progress through here. Caitlyn Jenner understands the struggle for women, but also for transgender women, although a privilege because they had a lot of money supporting I them. She, I, I hate this. I don't, I don't think, think she, she fully I, under, understands that, that struggle. No, 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 she does, but she's pulling, she is pulling the Republican line for attention, for money, for whatever she's just publicity publicity publicity. she is towing the line she has no original thought of their own she's just whatever doing her own bullshit and it it's just i wish i really wish that we can pull attention and money away from somebody who is such a bigot to their own subculture of the queer community it's just well and so i at this point i think it's a good i i wanted from a New York Times article that came out on May 10th, and it's by Michael D. Shearer and Margaret 
Sanger Katz. I like this. It just it says the Biden administration announced on Monday that healthcare providers cannot discriminate against yep. gay and transgender individuals. The latest step in President Biden's efforts to restore civil rights protections to the LGBTQ people that were eliminated by his predecessor. Right. Under the new policy, the Department of Health and Human Services will once again prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity by healthcare organizations that receive federal funding. Which this is a breath of fresh air. Which honestly, right. I think that almost any any Democratic president would have taken this back again. But I like the fact that in the first hundred days, Biden was trying to get this taken care of. Right. And um, I will say like, that a lot of the states hadn't actually taken in what Trump had had put out there, hadn't even started it. And Washington was passing their own law separate oh, yeah. at the federal level saying, no, we're going to you you if you practice in, in Washington state, you cannot discriminate against this group of people. So I, I think it's, I mean, it's our country is so weird. We have individual sovereign states that have a self-governing body that can make their own laws. The federal government can't supersede to, to a point. Now, I say that to a point because there are certain, some things that the federal government can enact and, and apply to all states. For example, when Biden was president, passed a federal law protecting the LBGTQ members to get married. Now, at that point, it was individual state and it was it, Obama when Obama was president. Obama. That's what I said. No, you said Biden. Oh, okay. actually, I, you know what I do? I say, oh, Biden, because I really want I want uh, Obama back. And I keep saying, oh, Biden, because yeah. I just like I miss Obama so much. Forgive me. I yeah, I no, met Obama. Okay. Thank you. Uh, during no, Obama's. No. Yes. Thank you. So it was it's at at that point then it becomes every state has to do it because they receive federal funding and if they want the federal funding they have to take these they have to take these laws into it into that as well um i digress it's just i just find it so fascinating how wonky our country is ran uh some ways it's good in some ways it's probably not i think we can improve on that anyway i i take us a little bit off here so um yeah, like Gary, what take us into to other bands that are trying um, to be passed. Well, and honestly, the the more I looked into it, the more there are bands trying to be passed in almost every single state in the union. But if you listen to certain people on Twitter and Facebook, they're going to pass. But when you look at the actual numbers, none of them are going to pass. There's bands to. Um, a lot of them right now, the hot topic but is banning trans women. And I say trans women, so people don't know what I'm saying. Right, right. From from being in women's sports. Um, but it's you look, there's not any, there is literally not a state um that it looks like it's gonna pass. There is um if we're getting close talking about down south, there's a couple like Florida, it might pass. It there's in Kentucky, it might pass. They all have different forms of this. But you're looking at it, and it's really, those are long shots. So that makes me feel better about our country as a whole, that there might be some people that I do not like, and I disagree with a lot of their politics, but they're saying, in the end, 
we are all equal. And that's a huge step forward when we're that looking is. at the fact that that uh, now in uh, Utah, that we have the fact that they can now go change their birth certificate to match who they say they are. So if they were biologically born a male, but they now when they're, you know, 18, say they know they're a female, they can have that chance on their birth certificate. If Utah is doing that, you know, like one of the most Republican states in the country, uh-huh. it says that how well we're going into the future. And yes, there are things that happen along the way. There are sticky subjects where you don't know how to approach it. But I'd rather have this. I'd rather have it be sticky and messy than us. It be clean and they. It's all put back under the rug, you know, because that just gets it messy under the rug. So I like that we're reaching that level. And so actually, this whole thing where we, I was ready to rant and rave about how closed-minded right. our entire country is, and right. I'm going. No, we're actually doing amazing. A lot of people have spoken up and and I love it. I love it so much. So I, you know, so all that I got to say that really, that's the part where it's, they really are showing um, amazing things going on that really our country is saying, even though we get that freaking, my God, mother, but fucking minority of people that are saying how, all these things are wrong, that you and I are evil, that right. that transgender don't exist, that that's wrong. Or that they're trying to like take something away from our girls and yeah. still our women, or I don't, I honestly just don't know. And so, um, so what's happened is we're finding out that a lot of people are going, well, no, and a lot of, you know, I was, there's some quotes, like one saying about, I may not personally agree with it, but that's their right. There are a lot of people are who will not let these bills pass because in the end, it's their right. Enough and people, that's how it should be. Like, I yeah. would appreciate if they would understand it a little bit more and not just say, well, it's, I don't, I don't accept hey, that, but I take steps. it. Baby I take steps. it. I take it yeah. because yeah. the bottom line is we are, we have in the United States, we have rights. And I and I honestly believe that we this this needs to be a global expectation that humans have rights and that those basic level you don't need to understand it you just need to accept that people have rights and I I so go ahead what I was going to do at this point if you're okay with it is because of funny all these it's actually been this is kind of I was really pleased with our country this is an area yeah. That, there's been times I've been ashamed. So I actually found some quotes from uh, from some transgender people. I would like to read if you don't mind. Um, I I don't mind because I'm got. I wanted to be on a rant box right now, so yeah. I will step off the rant box. Okay, I'm off the box. I now give you the time. Go. So part of it, I want to read these quotes from uh, from trans people that to show that look how vocal they are and how where they feel what's going on so this really i like this so of course we start with the you know the goddess who is laverne cox you know there's nobody better really in the end so um (laughs) her quote is i think trans women and trans people in general show everyone that you can define what it means to be a man or woman on your own terms a lot of what feminine, feminism is about is moving outside of roles and moving outside of expectations of who and what you're supposed to be and live a more authentic life. 
which we shall live by. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, I mean, I love that one. Um, Gina Ros- Rosero, all of us are put in boxes by our family, by our religion, by our society. Our moment in history, even our own bodies, some people have the courage to break free. Um, I just think that's a beautiful quote. Absolutely. I'm going through. Um, then I have to do Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> right all right. No, all um, right. We're done. Okay. Go on. Okay. This transition has been harder on me than anything I could imagine. And that's the case for so many others besides me. For that reason alone, trans people deserve something vital. They deserve your respect. And from that respect comes a more compassionate community, a more empathetic society, and a better world for all of us. And I hate that she's right. You know, that, that's it's very true. Um, we have uh, Juno Dawson. Remember this, whoever you are, however you are, you're equally valid, equally justified, and equally beautiful. That's, um, um, wow. I, um, I'm going through and just uh, reading some of them. Lana Waskowski, um, you, you know who that is, right? I don't, actually. She and her sister both transitioned, and they're um, the Waskowski brothers. They did um, the, uh, oh, my God, this one. I had the, the movies with Keanu Reeves where they lit uh, the other existence where they you know moved past slow motion bullets i just lost it matrix matrix yeah they did they, <laughs> they, and they they did those movies at, when their brothers now their sisters they both they're they're twins and they decided oh. to, they, and so and they also did the amazing series which i've talked about maybe once or twice since eight um which was council which as soon as far as i'm concerned um but her uh, her quote is for respect and love. I am transgendered, and this doesn't mean that I am unlovable. I mean, fuck. I mean, these are and these are people. Most of the people we're talking about are people that have a good support system. That frankly have the money to take care of this stuff, right? And they're still, you know, in so these people. These people are have a hard time. And then to take it to the level of dealing with somebody, I mean, some of these, you know, these kids who are homeless because of the situation and trying to live their truth, it breaks my heart. I mean, I'm a dad and I couldn't even imagine as much as I've been pissed off at my kids. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not perfect. I could never imagine kicking them out for the fact that they, they say they're, they're different than what society sees them. Um, and so the last one I'm going to do is from Leslie Feinberg. It's like racism and all forms of prejudice, bigotry against transgendered people is a deadly carcinogen. We are pitted against each other in order to keep us from seeing each other as allies. Genuine bonds of solidarity can be forged between people who respect each other's differences and are willing to fight their enemy together. We are in the class that does the work of the world 
and can revolutionize it. Mm. We can win true liberation. I mean, these are, I, I, that's such a powerful, I thought we'd put that yeah. up on our website. I yeah. love that. I say, send me the, send me the information after the show so I can get yeah. it loaded up. Yeah. Um, and so all this is showing is these wonderful people, men and women, showing what, you know, that they're, they're people and how wonderful they are and, I, I know personally several people who are good friends of mine who are transitioning or have transitioned. Mm-hmm. And to think that um, anybody would want them not to be who their true self is, just it. it I, I mean, literally, I die a little inside whenever I think of that. Right. I mean, because it's just, it's not that far removed from where you and I are, Holly. Right. It really isn't. Like, the be able to live my true self is, I, I, the stress is so much less. My happiness is greater. My capacity to love is greater. My capacity to give is greater because I'm not so focused on the fear and hiding and, and all the energy that goes into that. I'm able to live my true self. I'm sorry. Do you want to say I forgot? Those quotes I just did are from a website called called She the People the Women's Channel. Oh. I want to make sure to give them the, shout the, out. Yeah, and I do have one more. Uh, just then talking about another New York Times article that says fear of discrimination can lead individuals to forego care, which can have a serious negative health consequences. Absolutely. It is, and it goes, it is a position of the Department of Health and Human Services that everyone, including LGBTQ people, should be able to access health care free from discrimination or interference, mm-hmm. period. And I would like it to be, just everybody should be able to get free health care, but we're not there. So, uh. <laughs> I know. That's a whole other. You know, we have a lot of things going for us over here, but we can really yeah. work on that one. Um, yeah, so something. Um, I I want to put a question out to our listeners, and Gary, you can answer this question. Not right now. Think about it, and, and we can talk about it in our social media. I think I know the answer, and I think it comes down to transphobia as my answer. Um, but why is there so much emphasis on? the transgender women in sports. And there's not a lot of conversation about transgender men in sports. Why are we focusing on women? I have my theories on that. I would love to pick that up in the queer corner in a future episode, but I really want to hear from our listeners what their thoughts are on that. So you don't, you don't want me just to give my snap judgment right now. You want me to wait. Sure. And I can wait. I can wait. If you want me to. I mean, I I get, I I, yeah. Phobia. That's my answer. Oh, well, yeah. It's, just, it's again, no matter how you look at it, it's sexist. It's sexist. Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that we're getting, and boy, people disagree with me. I would love it respectfully, please. Yeah. But it's, it's sexist. There's a sexism saying that men who, biological men who want to become women, that they're automatically stronger. It doesn't go the other way. They're sort of saying that women who want to become men, they're automatically weaker. 
Right. If that's exactly. I, so we can sexy. really dive into this whole conversation. Yeah. Like, cause I, there's a lot of phys, there's a lot of chemistry, a lot of science that's, that has a lot of counter data to that whole thought. And it really oh, yeah. just comes down to a phobia. I want to hear from our listeners what their thoughts are. And I would love to follow this up in a future episode. Oh yeah. No, so there's so many, Oh my God. So many things with that, that I would, again, we would love to hear from you guys on this issue in particular, because it's such a hot button issue right now. Anyway, that's why we've kind of talked about it now two episodes in a row. Absolutely. Just, um, for it's, it's become for the queer community, any queer person out there to not be supporting our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in the transgender community I'm sorry, it's wrong. It's wrong. As much as I hate right now, Caitlyn Jenner, I will support her till with my dying breath to be able to be who she is. Yeah. And we need to be able to do that for all of the transgender community. The transgender people of color are another, those people are so brave. Right. I that mean, brings up, it, that brings up another question too. It's like, would this would this conversation come up if we're talking about people of color playing against Caucasians because they're better they're better athletes? I mean that was a problem for a lot of time. Like that was a conversation and a stigma in sports. It's like oh, you're you're stronger and faster than me. You can't participate in this sport. And no, so that's just it. So, and anymore, if that even came up that would just be immediately shot down because of where we're at. It, it sounds very racist now, but it no, is a very and it is. Yeah. It's a very, very racist comment. And it's something then it's sad that this other isn't, I mean, we, I know that in our, in us talking, you know, cause we might talk once or twice on the phone in a, in a week anyway, you know, just, right. you know, a little bit and bring up the talking about the whole, Serena Williams thing, who I, I look at her and I would imagine she could kick the ass out of any male tennis player any, not, yes. and not break a sweat, you know? And so where do we go with that then? I mean, so uh, how, where does that play into it? Or Renee Richards, who was a, a transition, she transitioned to a female and she was on the tennis circuit and she did crappy she, she was not, she was, I think the best she ever did was get in the top 40. Mm-hmm. And so, You're, I mean, this is a whole, again, a whole nother conversation yeah. that I, I think we should definitely dive into on a future episode. I just, I want to hear from our listeners on their thoughts on that. Um, I just, I just, I don't understand why we got to continue this whole other thing. I will say this though, to the point uh, of our, our, the conversation we're in right now we have come quite far as, as a society, we have come quite far. That's not to say that we don't have work to do. There's still uh, our, our black lives matter movement is still important. We support black lives matter. That is a huge issue for us because if, if one life, whether it's the a trans Latinx, right. Latin, if one life doesn't matter because it's a tr- an individual is transgender, an individual is Latinx. If it's an individual who's a person of color, or if Asian. it's a person who is Asian, if oh those gosh. lives don't matter, then none of us matter. If we cannot value human life at any stage in any form, 
then you cannot say truthfully, you cannot say all lives matter because you're excluding vital components of our community, whether it's in India, which shout out to India. Love you guys. It's in Pakistan, Dubai, France, Switzerland, Australia, America, wherever. If you are excluding human life in any form, then you cannot say that all lives matter in any form. Because the reality is we, this work is a, a continued evolution of work that has been done on the shoulders of the women and men of our future or of our past and needs to be carried on by those of the future. That's us. Well, and is this exactly like the last quote I read to you where the part of it where Leslie Feinberg says that we are pitted against each other in order to keep us from seeing each other as allies. Right. I mean, that's just so much wasted energy in the queer community. We all need to be together. I mean, I'm, and yes, I'm, you know, we'll go out farther and say all our straight allies should be there too, but I'm specifically talking to the queer community right now. Right. We can't, we can't have infighting. It has to be. Well, that's how division. That's how you break a strong, a strong yeah. defense. You create infighting, and when you weaken the defenses, it you have very little energy you have to put into defeating them. Yeah, it's clever. It's a clever way to keep people down, and we need to be smarter than that and and come together. Anyway, we can yeah. we can continue to beat this drum. Oh yeah, for it, hours. It's a dead horse, honestly. We, At we this beat it point, enough. we beat this dead horse for sure. A bad, bad state. Anyway, uh, th- that is our show. Please tell us your thoughts. I really, I truly am curious. You connect with us on any of our social media accounts at Quarter Podcast. Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can email us at quarterandrum at quarterandrum.com. So that's our show. We're going to wrap this beautiful thing into our queer corner where we get to ask each other a random ass question that we have not prepared should be interesting to see what happens. But then we also take your questions and thoughts and give it, you know, give it a, give it a little soundbite and see what's up. So stick with us. Hey, welcome to our quick corner. Hey, Gary, what's your quick corner today? Uh, I'm actually going to talk about a series that was on from 1984 to 1989. It's, it's, the series is called Brothers, and it was on Showtime. The reason I'm bringing this up is it was truly the first time. It was a sitcom, and it was one of the brothers on the show, the youngest brother, comes out as gay on oh. the day he's going to get married. Um, and so through the five seasons the show was on, it covered queer topics. Um, one of the things I loved about it is one of the characters on it is definitely the predecessor to Jack McFarlane. Very gay, very, uh, very, and I hate this term, but very Nelly, but very proud of who they are. Very much, you know, not, nobody, it wasn't, nobody Sorry, breath. Um, He was not scared of anybody, and he was just who he was. And he was helping lead this person who just finally came out of the closet through, I hate to use it, how to be gay, you know, 
let it mainly talking about that it's okay to be gay and to be proud of who you are. Okay. This came out at the time period of AIDS. Um, it came out a time period where and they, I'm going to let you know right now that if you watch this, it's on YouTube. It's free. The sound quality is not the greatest, but you can watch all five seasons. Okay. Um, and there's some really fun things on it, but I will say they, um, again, I'm just saying words. So be prepared. Uh, uh, they use the term fag a lot. They use the term dyke a lot. Okay. Um, but it life, is life a great... lessons are learned in this. Okay. Yeah. Next. And it's it's a great catechism for the time of what what was going on in the world. Um, yes, it's a sitcom. And some of the things as I watched it, I'm going, in the real world, this confusion would never happen. I do appreciate the fact that they they went head on and dealt with, with the, with the gay community. And that the, first of all, the, the gay brother and the, and the gay man is helping him lead through this whole gay life are friends. They're not lovers. They make it perfectly clear in the very beginning. They have no attraction to each other. They've never had sex. I like that, that they're showing that gay people, do not automatically, if they're the same sex, have sex. You don't. You're, you have to be physically attracted to the person, mentally attracted, and they're just showing that they don't. They're great friends. Right. I love these aspects to the show. Um, and again, I think it's, I think it's a, it, I was surprised I did not watch it when it first was on. I was actually, uh, it came to my attention watching, uh, for me listening to another podcast guest episode ever it's on that it was on that and i go oh i remember that being on but i couldn't watch it was on showtime and finding out it's free on on youtube now so i watched it and i'm in the middle of watching it and i'm enjoying it tremendously i really recommend people at least checking it out seeing what a show was like from the you know the 80s to talk about about gay life i was very impressed with it and that's okay. that's it. So a nice, easy one, and but I think people will enjoy it. Well, uh, we probably should have started with me and then gone with you, <laughs> um, only because I, my my queer corner. I'm I'm I want to call it a, attention and to have a moment for Jihara Dialto, who is a transgender woman who is an advocate for marginalized communities. Um, she focused on the, she really focused, oh, yeah. she really focused on um, the transgender community in general, just being there for, for the community and was recently and unfortunately brutally murdered um, just the other day, actually yeah. a, a, about five days ago. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, it was. She yeah. had opened up her home to uh, to some friends, kind of helped them out through some troubled times, and in the in the uh, uh, during that time was just ended up ended up dead. And everyone who knows her, who's worked with her, knows that she is a well known and beloved advocate. Uh, she's an advocate for survivors of domestic violence and sexual violence. And this is a tragic loss to our community. Just we have like, I wish I'd known her before 
unfortunately I didn't, but I wish I knew her before because there's so much that I wanted, I wanted to reach out to them. Like just after learning about who they are uh, and what they did, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to have you on our show or I need to, I need to share your story or I need, I want, I want to, I want to dedicate my time as my business energy to make your website searchable so people can find you easier and, and promote you easier. Like I just, I wanted to reach out so bad and um, sad. I don't know who's going to, I just don't know who would pick up her torch and I hope there are many people that would, but she, uh, she was, so she and the, and the woman uh, that was staying with her was, they were killed. Right. So uh, Gary, I'm not sure if you know the story, but basically the husband of the roommates, uh, uh, Fatima Asin, Yasin, um, (laughs) they just, I can't, I just, I can't even, I'm so upset by this. He did this. He committed this murder in front of his two children. And in the midst of doing all that, not only the the long-term trauma to these children, but he also took a valuable community member, not just of the LBG community, but just in general of the community. Um, Massachusetts has suffered a great loss there. And I, 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 my love goes out to you out in Massachusetts. If you want to share her story uh, you want to share resources, you want to connect with us, connect with us, please, on our social media accounts or, again, at our email so that we can promote her work and her memory. Um, sadly, we have too many of these tragedies. You know, we talk about well, Martha. Can King. I add to the tragedy then? Please, as long yeah. as we're, so then um, this just happened yesterday. It was on NBC. It's on NBC website. Um, it's uh, the person's name is... I am hoping I'm pronouncing this right. Alreze Vizali Monafred. Um, it was gay Iranian man dead in alleged quote unquote honor killing. Um, it says L.A. Fazali Monafred, a 20 year old gay Iranian man was allegedly killed in an honor killing by some of his male family members after they found out he was gay. He was beheaded. Oh. Oh my God. So this is, um, so I always will say with all this shit that's going on in our own country, this is what people have to deal with in other countries. You know, it's, it's terrible. There are some, in this area, there's terrible things that happen in particular. Again, the worst area gets affected in this country is uh, trans people of color, but we had this person who was killed by his family beheaded because he was gay. He applied for an exemption for military services so that mm -hmm. he could leave the country and move to Turkey. And they wouldn't. And in the middle of that fact, they found out he was gay and connected to the transgender network and killed him in an honor killing. Oh my God. Yeah. What a beautiful man that we've lost. Oh yeah. And that happens. It happens way, way too frequently. So, you know, yeah, we should have ended with my brother's thing. You could switch that around and edit. (laughs) I know. I just, so, um, but those are, these are things. Another example of where people of our community are viewed as a mental illness or some sort of wrongness and God, it's, it's just wrong. So, it's just wrong. I mean, it's, and it hurts. And again, 
my prayers go out to him, not his family, as far as I'm concerned, they can rot in hell. His family in terms of his friends and the LBGT yeah. community. There. Yeah. So wow. um, it says Iran is one of the estimated 11 countries where same-sex acts, same-sex yeah. sexual acts are punishable by death. It's just to show, you know, when you're expressing that kind of love with somebody, that can cause you to die is, I mean, there's enough. It just, it, it says why, it says why the LGBTQ youth, the LGBTQ community has some of the highest suicide rates in the world. This says it all right there. Um, so trying to move on, hopefully to a little lighter. Right. What, uh, what question did you have for me, Holly? I'm going to need a moment, Gary. Okay. You could ask me a question and help maybe get my, I'm just so upset by this. Yeah. Um, let's just, uh, let's just have a moment where we're going to try to wipe our, this won't be part of the podcast. Just take a minute and then we'll ask questions. So um, I think we just need to go very light questions this time, Hall. <laughs> you don't want me to ask you any serious deep, deep questions. Well, I just think these are, this should be light. Oh, uh, airy. That's. I think it'd be time for that. So. Um. All right. Uh. Here's a question for you. Okay. Would you? Uh, not for a theater production because I know you would do. I know you would do this for a theater production. Um. Would you dress drag for a drag show? And if so, what would it? What would your your name be? Huh. Um, I, yeah, I would dress drag for a drag show. I, you, you, you would laugh trying to see me walk in heels, but yeah, I would, you know, I have no problem with that. Boy, my drag name, I'd probably, you know, do the thing of, of the, you know, what shirt I was wearing, last thing I kind of thing. Cause I, I wouldn't, I couldn't even begin to even think what it would, my name would be. And I would, um, the person who I would love to, if I was going to pick somebody, um, and probably I wouldn't be the appropriate person, but I would still want to, would be Tina Turner. I, I love her dearly. So that's probably Aww. I, would, All I right. pick for that. So, um, All right. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, you would laugh seeing me try to walk in heels. So well, you'll laugh to Desiree, see me walk I, in heels. <laughs> But for Desiree, I, if I had to wear heels, I promised her I would wear white sweat socks. Okay, just let her know. That, so. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's gross. Oh, so gross. <laughs> um, All right, go. So if you could remake any television show in history, um, what show would you do and make it, uh, and make it queer? What show would it be? Star Trek Enterprise. Okay, you remember the episode where Star Trek, oh, Enterprise, that one. God, that was so, that okay. show That show had so much potential, and they really screwed it over from the intro music all the way through the storyline. They could have really made it better, and they could have added, they could have really done like a quarter of what they do on Discovery, taking Battlestar Galactica style of filming and design and then added the Star Trek storyline or, or methodology to that and made an epic TV series. They didn't, and I'm mad about it. And 
in that whole note then i can't remember her name but the the woman who played the the vulcan character Paul. they didn't have to make her always such the sex symbol they really pushed it on her and it didn't work really did like even more than they did seven of nine it's like come on guys we get it she's sexy we could see that without you trying yeah and so and i love you and i love our listeners but i know so much i've kicked dean out of the room so i could do this recording so i need to let him back (laughs) in i hear him outside waiting now so well i think that just wraps up our show of interesting topics if you have a topic you'd like to share with us connect with us on any of our social media accounts so that we can bring that here to the show and we love you and we andia hey i know you guys are going through some shit right now our love is going out to you uh connect with us and Let thank us, you for listening to every absolutely. I can't believe India in particular. They just have been wonderful. So yeah, love, it, love around you. the around the globe in general, India. We just our hearts are out to you guys. Yeah. Um until next week, be well. And be queer. You beautiful fuckers. Oh, sure. You can say it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>